0: Welcome back to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our watch club for Marvel's WandaVision. Unleash hell, demon spawn!
1: Wanda! WandaVision! Don't try to fight the chaos, don't question what you've done, the game can try to play
0: What's up? And welcome to Watch Club. My name is Nate, and I'm totally bugging out over this hella good episode titled All New Halloween Spooktacular. We got classic costumes, Vision is falling apart, and Wanda's world is literally expanding. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series. Kind of like a book club, but like way better, dude. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and the MCU in general, so if you haven't watched this week's episode, be sure to do so and then come right back in a snap. Now, before we nosh on some gnarly new mysteries, let me introduce you to this fly collection of totally tubular dudes and dudettes joining me on the show today. As always, we have straight out of Bobby's world, the jiggiest disc jockey jam-packed with vitamin J, justin yo let's go maximoff in the middle Ooh, yeah uh and next to him sipping on some sunny d while rewinding his vhs collection we have the cookiest the crunchiest the kool-aid kid kevin hudson Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. Could you repeat the question? <laughs> and lastly, on the show for her third time in a surprise guest appearance, put down your Tamagotchis, your Game Boys, and your Boppets because we have the marvelous master of minimalist modern and mobile art. She's not the mama Megan Clara Draws. What Welcome,
1: up, yo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not a mama. <laughs>
0: Is that a Dinosaurs reference? That's a Dinosaurs love reference. It. Yeah, yeah, it. It. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Megan, did you know the Dinosaurs? Did you, did you watch the Dinosaurs? Um, You're too young.
1: I used to have nightmares about that show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they were freaky looking. They were freaky looking.
1: It was yeah. so scary.
0: Happy that we didn't see any, uh, any dinosaurs uh, in this episode. Um, but guys, kind of before we get in there, Megan, I know you've, you've graced us with your presence before, but uh, could you take a moment to let our listeners know uh, who are you?
1: Yeah. Uh, hi, everyone. My name's Megan, or you can call me Megs. Um, I am a self-taught character designer in training. So I'm basically just learning as much as I can without being in school and hopefully working in the animation industry in the near future.
0: Wow. That title got an upgrade from the last time you were on the podcast. I like it.
1: <laughs>
2: Self-promotion. <laughs> you got to do it.
0: Oh, Always. Always. It's all about the synergy, Kevin. It's Synergy. Uh, Well, speaking of synergy, before we get into the plot and expand our thoughts on what happened in this week's episode, see what I did there, expand our thoughts, uh, let's start with a brief overview. I want your high-level thoughts on the episode. Megan, as our guest, uh, we're going to start with you, and uh, could you give us your thoughts on the series so far, uh, because you're joining us for the first time for this Watch Club, um, as well as your high-level thoughts on this episode?
1: Yeah, I... uh I have to be honest with you, started off with the first episode of this show and was so weirded out by it. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. And then the episode happened and I was very confused by the episode. And then as we started really getting into what was happening with Wanda and Vision, I can't say I've ever been more excited for where the Marvel series is going. Awesome. It's all going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. um, and as for this episode... All I have to say is that there is literally so much to unpack.
0: Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? You thought it was good, though? Was it?
1: uh, Yeah, I'm blown away. (laughs) I love the show. (laughs)
0: very cool Justin your thoughts yeah I think a bit of an
3: opposite direction than Meg I don't know if there is as much to unpack as much as there is like just maybe new mysteries to set up for what the next three episodes will unpack for us uh, as we as we near the end and I feel like this episode while really great and so much fun and definitely by the end of it I was like I can't wait till next week to see the next episode which is yeah is awesome um it, it, it only just kind of kept with the 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 mystery while also just ironing out a couple small details. But yeah, it's this episode was tons of fun, very nostalgic. Uh, the intro was yeah. was great, and all the references within it. Um, it felt very much of its time uh, of what it was depicting. So I thought, again, kudos to to the show for really you know creating like a capsule of TV history in. In almost every episode that they that they, you know, really focus on sitcom aesthetics, they they've really honed in on it. So,
0: yeah, re- I love this episode. It was great. Kevin, your thoughts?
2: Uh, yeah, I loved it. Um, uh, as we've mentioned, there wasn't uh, necessarily a big reveal yeah. in this one, like the last two episodes. Uh, and I, I thought we might get the, the answer to the question everybody had. Uh, but they're saving that for next week. But I think continuing off of last week, they did just such a great job of balancing going from inside the hex and outside the hex. And uh, Justin, you 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 said it—the way they really hit what they were referencing, and in, in terms of theming um, their their references throughout the episode—and I just loved how, you know, the 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 moments of weirdness weren't as standout sort of you know, a minute of just really weird and then back to sitcom normalcy. They combined the two. And I thought they did that really, really well, which we'll obviously talk a lot about as we get into the episode.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And and yes, we will. Um, I, th- I mean, I thought this episode was great yet again. I I probably sound like a broken record at this point with this show. But um, but I, I just I think Marvel's knocking it out of the park with their storytelling and the way that they're not only doing this like original story, but also setting up for for future stories, right, with phase four and kind of, setting up the groundwork for what it might have up its sleeves. Um, I love how this episode debunks so many theories while raising new questions, like you said, Justin. Um, And I, I I love that, you know, just as, just as I think I have a clue as to like, what's really going on, this episode just throws you off and it's like, nah, you (laughs) don't, you don't know, you don't know, you're an idiot.
3: Uh, so, (laughs) which is why it's like, you can't really like, we have that portion of our, our, our watch club, which, you know, is what's the vision. And it's like, at this point, I don't even want to do that anymore because (laughs) it just, it's always changing. And it just goes to show that this show, you cannot anticipate, uh, what's going to happen next.
0: Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna kind of debunk even more of those mysteries uh, as we get into the plot, guys. Let's go ahead and get into the plot. So we open with the show's opening theme, uh, which I don't think they did that uh, that much. I think maybe since the first one, um, as we get this camcorder perspective shot from Tommy's point of view as he runs around the house, causing havoc um, as the show introduces its main characters uh, with a classic end shot of the family outside the house with a very 90s, early 2000s title card. uh, And of course, that that awesome song that was playing. Kevin, before we move forward, let's hear it. Uh where did the where did this intro get its inspiration from?
2: Well this was 100% Malcolm in the Middle, the fonts of the title and the cast yeah. members, uh the alt rock song that was similar to they might be giants, um boss of me. Uh and then as the episode starts, the kids are talking, you know, fourth wall breaking yeah. right to the camera. So that was Just all straight out of Malcolm in the Middle. It
3: was so funny. I was on Twitter before I watched it, and uh, I saw Malcolm in the Middle trending, and I didn't think anything of it. And as soon as that intro starts playing, and I'm just like, oh... This is (laughs) okay. Okay, So
2: Frankie Muniz didn't do something weird. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um,
3: (laughs) But yeah, no. It's uh, it was it was so so reflective of its time. It it really encapsulated it. It it, right off the bat, as soon as it started, I got the reference. And then to Kevin's point, as soon as they start breaking the walls, you get the reference again. Was easily one of my favorite shows growing up. uh, You know, in in middle school, so. Uh, Underrated so
2: that... show of the early 2000s, for sure for
0: sure for sure. Megan, did you did you watch Malcolm in the Middle? Were sure. you a Malcolm in the Middle fan?
1: One hundred percent, I was. I definitely yeah. was like a Boy Meets World, uh, even Stevens. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there Phil we go. The yeah. future, like that yeah. vibe of teen sitcom. So yeah, yeah, I loved this. And also,
3: cool. you know, we were talking about this last week about the shows and, and the transition of television, you know, and, and many of the shows that you just mentioned are very traditional sitcom style. And this was obviously like, as Malcolm in the Middle was, was more drama based. Like there wasn't that necessarily like shot in front of a live studio audience. It wasn't that sort of laugh track base. It was now sort of comedy within the confines of like real life. So it's interesting that they found a way to transition the TV style.
0: Yeah, it was it was incredibly well done and I, I also found it really interesting that Agnes uh, was featured in the opening credits for the naughty. show, which I don't think uh, was really I was di- yeah naughty. Say, did you
1: see that sparkly <laughs> uh, gemmed word on got, her? She,
0: and, and sh- the fact that she had it on her on her
3: on her butt is <laughs> yeah. such a telling of like that time of clothing when people used to wear
0: like yeah, what, what the, a like, juicy, juicy little juicy. detail. That was, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh, there we go. Juicy, yeah, that yeah. Was Juicy Couture. Oh my gosh. Speaking of juicy details, um, the lyrics. Uh, I just wanted to quickly just shout out my favorite one, Uh, let's keep it going, Uh, there might be no way of knowing who's coming by to play, and then that line kind of hitting as soon as Peter, or Pietro, or whoever he is, is on the screen, I thought that was so well
1: done. Yeah, this was the first time I've ever paid attention to the lyrics of the uh, opening song, I guess. And immediately, the first thing I heard, because again, I don't really pay attention, was uh, "What if it's all illusion? Sit back and enjoy the show." That, I was, like, that was the oh, reference. What? Yeah,
3: <laughs> that was the reference I was going to go for. And, it, and, it, and it's yeah. you know, again, they're doing such a great job in whatever way they can to either throw you a red herring, throw you a a bit of a you know bait hook, right, or yeah. something, just to kind of get you like, huh? Oh, huh? <laughs> Are they? Maybe no. Right. Just so many questions.
1: You almost have to pay attention to every word anyone says, because it all means something.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, beyond the edge. Mm -hmm. Uh, So after that radical opener, uh, we start with the fourth wall breaking intro to the audience from Billy and Tommy as they give their thoughts on what Halloween is really all about. Uh, Then after scooping up some mac and cheese, they proceed to the living room where they admire Uncle Peter, uh, who proceeds to show off his man child mannerisms. Wanda comes down the stairs in her uh, "quote unquote" red Sokovian fortune teller costume, uh, and after Peter insults her, saying uh, it's worse than the costumes Mom made us wear the year we got typhus, we get our first technically official flashback uh, to a Sokovian woman handing them out a fish for Halloween. Um, Wanda doesn't quite remember it that way. When Vision all of a sudden comes down the stairs dressed as a "quote unquote" Mexican wrestler uh, and informs Wanda his plan to To protect the town from adolescent troublemakers. Wanda mentions that this isn't what he's supposed to do and after some, well, not fighting Uncle Peter chimes in letting Wanda know he can fill in for Vision After a quick costume change, Peter and Tommy are ready to hit the town for Halloween. Uh, so before we continue I want to know, what did you think of this first scene and uh, and how well like, we, I mean, we've kind of already talked about it, how well it emulated that classic 90s look and why do you think Wanda didn't remember Peter's memory of their childhood. Megan, let's start with you.
1: Uh, as an answer to that final note there,
0: yeah. I think
1: this is the first official hint of this multiverse situation when it comes okay. to, mm. I think, when it comes to Wanda yeah. and Pietro and the recasting and that maybe he isn't her Pietro,
0: but mm. he is
1: another Pietro from somewhere else.
3: Interesting.
0: For sure. For sure. Maybe. I mean, if he is the Fox uh, Pietro that we, you know, we, we know him from, <laughs> yeah. right, or yeah. Peter, uh, then, you know, maybe maybe he would. I don't know if he would necessarily remember uh, Sokovia that way, but I could see potentially if, if he's not him or maybe he's being put up to this. I could see him getting some of the details wrong. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he he thinks pretty quick and thinks on his feet, but sometimes when you do that, you know, you, you blurt out something that maybe isn't exactly accurate.
3: Well, she Meg's on to something there because like that the Quicksilver from uh, X Men First Class, Evan Peters' version, uh, is is born and raised in America, where Halloween mm-hmm. is predominant. Eastern Europe, in Europe in general, Halloween's not a predominant thing. That's a Western oh, okay. That's a Western okay. culture thing.
2: So well, yeah, and if he's and if he's just playing a role, maybe he's using a stereotype that exists of Sokovia to sort of sure. fill in a gap there for a fake memory. You exactly, know? Mm. exactly,
3: exactly. And 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 it does seem that that whole scene actually felt very very stereotypical. Who do you think that they uh, were dressed up as as kids? I thought they were like Black Widow and Nick Fury. Oh, in the, in Sokovia, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it kind of looked like it, right? With one of them with the, with the the time, eye patch. I just thought maybe no, they wouldn't yeah, have. No. That's an it Easter egg. It was such egg. a quick shot. Yeah, I yeah. maybe it might have tell. just been a, a a coincidental Easter egg, especially with the eye patch and and stuff like that. So yeah, I thought maybe that was they pretty were
2: like funny. Sokovian superheroes, <laughs>
3: maybe. Yeah, yeah, Or something. You know? Yeah. Well, she had <laughs> antlers too. Like she had like these weird like things. So I, I don't know,
1: antennas or something.
3: Yeah, yeah. But in regards to that question about like what is the significance of that memory, I don't think it's real. I honestly think that like it's 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 a made up sort of memory that she obviously has no recollection. The kind of like the first sign that you know Peter or Pietro is not who he says he is, right? Yeah. He is a fabrication that is 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 filling a role in in this story, if you will.
0: I also thought it was really interesting when you see um, Billy kind of. Doing the breaking the fourth wall, talking to the camera, and he's like, he's talking about, well, mom and dad, since B- Uncle Peter moved in, aren't really, they're they're not really fighting, but and then you see you see him look over, at, right at at Billy, so clearly he's he's breaking the fourth wall too, right? Like he 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 he's not under Wanda's spell, um, and I just think this is you know between that and that other moment and a ton of other moments, I just don't think this is him. It's not him, <laughs> but
3: yeah, it's not him. Like to your point, he is not under wanda's spell he's just he's just kind of along
0: for the ride kind of like an agnes yeah. i don't know mm-hmm. i mean and and kind of like kind of like vision right and i love i loved seeing vision in this scene where he he you know he kind of tricks wanda in a way right like he's like you know he's like yeah i'm going out and she's like well that's not what and he's like what you know what? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, yeah, she, what are you going to say? Go mean ahead. What you're you know?
2: supposed to do, right? Yeah. She meant according to her plan, mm-hmm. exactly. Right? But yeah, so that's why he's
0: freaking so out good. about it.
1: Even when he comes down the stairs the first go, and she's like, ah, thank you so much for putting on that crazy outfit," and he's like, "Well, it's all that was in my closet."
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, he, and
1: then he snaps back into the like, yeah. oh, the you love right? Mexican and wrestlers. Yeah. Yes. yes,
0: absolutely. Um, and then guys, we cut back to the sword base outside Hex, where we see Monica
1: pretty upset with Hayward
0: after he cut them off at the knee. When he attempted to shoot uh, and fire on Wanda, uh, Monica reminds Hayward that they have no idea what happens if Wanda dies. Hayward gets really disgruntled. Uh, kind of like Kevin after a Leafs game and they lose. Um, Hayward kicks so Monica. Cold. <laughs> Kevin. Uh, sorry. Hayward kicks Monica, Jimmy, and Darcy off the job. Uh, then, while they're being walked out by sword operatives, Monica and Jimmy. Uh, they pull a like a Rock'em Sock'em Robots moment, and they they knock out the soldiers and then throw them in a truck, stealing their uniforms. Uh, so, guys, why didn't anyone tell Darcy the plan? And why do you think Tyler Hayward hates super powered individuals?
1: Well, Darcy is the sassy best friend character, so she's yes, last right. to know everything. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would make that keeps her sassy, keeps of her keeps her fresh.
1: <laughs> but I do really like um, the. Like, I'm I'm really curious as to who this Hayward guy is, because yeah. he knows her, uh, Monica's relationship with Carol Danvers. So, like, right. why would he throw that at her? He obviously knows there's a riff there. He knows there's something wrong. Otherwise, he yeah. wouldn't have brought it up, right?
2: Well, I was just going to say, like, last week, I, I had mentioned that I didn't think he was anything more than just a, a typical uh, pain in the butt boss, but... You know, this week it's it's it looked a lot more like he's got some pretty nefarious alter, alternate uh, motives or, or whatnot. So yeah. yeah, this was a little bit yeah a bit of a change for me in my stance on on him as a character.
3: Well, I think I think there's obviously an intention to weaponize or or turn vision into something else as you know we we learned from the last episode with them experimenting and her extracting visions body um what's interesting is that we get another taste of like this sort of there's there's some sort of resentment or frustration that this universe has with heroes uh with with the powers of heroes uh with what happened with the blip and and people disappearing and do you know what i mean and i think that his intentions are going to come unraveled as being associated with that um, and 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 having a problem with people with enhanced abilities. Um, and I think that in some ways that's kind of something that's going to be tied to her mom and why
0: her mom died. Interesting. I, I don't know. I made a prediction that Tyler Hayward was Mephisto and I, I officially recant that prediction because uh, after seeing this episode, I don't think that's the case. Um, but the fact that he just he hates all superpowered beings, I'm wondering, honestly, maybe it Maybe it wasn't necessarily what happened in the five years or during the blip. Maybe he's got a secret vendetta because of something that happened uh, in in what we were talking about last week with Lagos. Um, and maybe maybe when, when that attack happened, when that explosion happened, maybe he lost somebody important to him. Like, I just think what a cool way to sort of take this guy who we're all like, this guy's such a dick. Like Dr. Um, Doom. And <laughs> Right, like yeah, like my Doctor <laughs> Doom in my in my total recast. Check out our, our episode uh, from from this week for the Standard Geek Center podcast. But um, but no, uh, I think I think that could be the case. Or guys, maybe maybe he might be like a, a mutant hater, um, and and maybe he'll kind of be like the new sort of. Um, there's a character in the comments called Graydon Creed uh, who forms Friends of Humanity, uh, which is a group of sort of X Men anti mutant uh, extremists. Like they're they're humans and they they hate mutants. Um, so I, I don't know. I could see something like that maybe. In the future, if they want to keep with this actor, but that character ends
3: up being related to Sabretooth, so he ends up being a mutant, like being associated Oh, really? As a mutant, <laughs> oh, that's so. hilarious! Yeah. <laughs> so, if, in the Eddies, it's he's the just same creed that was in the comics from the like 90s in the cartoon show. So,
0: yeah, that I mean, I don't know, I would be obviously it wouldn't be the same name, but I just think it would be interesting to see a character like that. We cut back to see Wanda, Peter, and uh, Billy, and Tommy enjoying their first Halloween while trick-or-treating amongst the rest of the bustling town folks. Wanda starts asking Peter some questions about their past and why he looks different when the kids run over and Peter offers to maximize their candy acquisition. Wanda spots Herb, and we get a fantastic speed montage of Peter and the kids vandalizing the town, as, as Herb sort of reports in. Uh, Herb explains that Vision isn't on duty and offers to change something, uh, and Wanda sort of brushes him off and, and walks away, um, and then he walks away covered in, in silly string. Um, so, so guys, a few interesting tidbits to notice in this scene. Did anyone catch any of, sort of the, some of the dialogue references from Billy, uh, Herb, or, or even Tommy? Um, Megan?
1: Well, herb specifically has that thing in his ear. I don't know who's even, yeah. who he's listening to, but yeah. he is saying what's happening after it's happened or before it's happened before I it's think. happening.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: he's like saying, what? all the candy is stolen and then all right. of a sudden they're running around and taking the candy from everybody. So I, hmm. I'm confused as to why that is I found maybe that confusing like
0: confusing as well
1: wanda is like putting it in his head as i don't know I... i'm wondering
0: if maybe maybe that's like maybe that's like you know a, a mess up when you see something happening on stage or, or in a film like a continuity error or something like that right like maybe whoever's directing this you know they they he's they're putting him out ahead of of when it's supposed to be happening i don't know that's that was an intriguing tidbit um
3: i think this is also the scene where uh peter calls out you know uh wreak havoc my hell spawn so you know with all the theories that this version of Quicksilver is actually Mephisto,
0: he is—he's Mephisto. That's who he is.
3: That to me was like the one of the more obvious, because uh, there's going to be other ones, but the very, very blatantly obvious, and also the assertion that he, you know, in the previous scene of, I'll, 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 I'll be the father. You know, let Vision do his thing and, you know, I'll I'll step in and be the, you know, yeah. I got the XY chromosome. Because
0: maybe he is the father.
3: That's what I mean, right? So it's like. Well, oh! and
2: then and then even later, you know, if Westview, New Jersey isn't charming as hell. Yeah. Right. Like the whole mm-hmm. episode, he's dropping those. Hits. Yeah,
3: exactly. So it's like it, it's it's very obvious that he isn't who everyone hopes and thinks he might be. Do you know what I mean? Like he he's yeah. obviously a version, but uh, I don't know. And maybe that's the thing. Mephisto got the wrong version.
1: Yeah, I also noticed something that um, Wanda says when she's trying to get some information out of Pietro to see if he knows, this, if he has the same memories that she does, and she says, remember when we lived in that orphanage after mom and dad died? And I'm assuming, because I don't know comics or anything, but in at least in Age of Ultron, they grew up in a mutant testing facility, basically, did yeah. they not?
0: Well, they, they did and they didn't, right? Like, okay. w- from what we've seen of them, was them in the mutant testing facility kind of, um, I would say, they were adults by then. Right. Yeah. right. I didn't know yeah. if
1: they'd grown up there, though, or yeah. have been there for a long time. Um, I think, because-
3: I, yeah, I think this iteration is is that they're orphans that were then selected for this Hydra test and they performed oh, the best okay. while the other test samples they just died and they got rid of them. Whereas Pietro and and, and Wanda they survived their testing and actually exhibited power. So that's oh, okay. their story in this MCU. Whether yeah. they actually can tie it back to the actual Marvel existence will be will be interesting to see because they're you know as we know that their lineage is connected to a very important mutant so um, well
1: and then I was I was wondering because she mentions who was that guy that kept trying to take your boots yeah he had that skin thing yeah I was like who yeah. are you talking about who could it be <laughs> I, I think
3: they're thinking I think it's uh Deadpool no I'm just joking oh my god that, <laughs> would, that yeah. would be crazy
0: <laughs> that would be crazy oh, the web oh they god. weave <laughs> So we cut to the next scene uh, where we see Vision walking around town, supposedly far away from the town square, where he proceeds to see people stuck with, with little to no motion. Um, Then, out of nowhere, we we just cut uh, to a crazy claymation commercial for Yo Magic, uh, where we see a lone boy on a small island who is dying of malnourishment and a shark who offers him his Yo Magic. Uh, The boy fails to open it and then proceeds to wither away and die. Uh, We get the tagline, Yo Magic, the snack for survivors. Guys, this is dark stuff okay so what so what did we think of this yo magic commercial um and what did you i mean what did you take for what was it referencing justin
3: well i think the the animation style and the look was very of its time it was fantastic it was so good um i think though the you know following the theme of the existing commercials that have already been kind of dispersed through the the various episodes i think this is speaking about more of the current trauma of of Wanda, and that a shark offered her some sort of ability to you know really absorb her grief, which is her magic, mm. and you know your magic, the you know the thing that's going to save you, or uh, you know whatever the tag. What was the tagline?
1: Uh, snack for survivors.
3: Uh, yeah, snack for survivors. Like I, I feel like that it it, it you know wh- where we've been looking at the past, and while this one feels so different it might reflect more of her current state more so than a past uh, experience for her so I I don't know I I was trying to think too because they were all very very literal in the past commercials this one felt very obscure
1: yeah I I had a more of a past and this may just be because this is how we've all been thinking up till now but I was thinking is it some sort of hint that like there was someone who saw Wanda in this like situation where she was lost and stranded and alone. And he offered her this gift to live in a quote unquote Shangri-La. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yep. yeah. Which nice I forgot to talk about earlier, but it's really cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Like possibly a hint at the fact that Wanda is not the one that initiated this whole thing.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But uh, just on the commercial really quickly, I had mentioned um that the the last four commercials were all representing one of the infinity stones. Yes. Um and then this one, you know, you have a soul survivor um you know, uh, you also have somebody alone it. on an island, kind of like Red Skull on Voramir. <laughs> um, so I
0: think we've. we've got our... I was wondering how you were going to make Yo, that connection. Justin, bro. he did it. He did like, it. We, like, we like, talked. We like, talked like, before the podcast, no, I, and we were like, "He's not going to be able to do it." No. And he did it.
3: No, wow. I, I think the, I think that theory is 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 actually very plausible. You're you're right with with the. Um, with the reference from the last episode, I, the only one I thought that kind of threw me off was the toaster and the power stone. But yes, the time stone being reflective in in the Strucker watch, the the shape of the soap in in the in the Hydra soak, and then you know even the the ether, if you will, uh, for the reality. Yeah, I thought of that as the blood that was spilt at Lagos, right? Uh, that was oh. my association with it. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see. But uh, hey, if I want to see what they're going to do, for
2: uh, I guess it's what's left. So we have the mind Stone left to go oh. oh
1: so now we're all gonna look out for this next commercial 100%. You can do it. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely uh but no I, I i i agree with you i think it could be yeah it's, it's it's definitely something to do with her subconscious it's buried in there her magic yo magic um, and, and maybe she feels bad about surviving Thanos and Ultron when Vision, uh, and her brother didn't like that tagline, right? Like snack for survivors, mm. your magic is for, for survivors. So mm. I don't know. Um, but guys, uh, we cut back to the town scare, which I love that. That's the name of this thing, um, to see Wanda and uncle P talking about how neither of them have accents anymore. And Peter mentions how he doesn't really remember anything past getting shot in the street like a chump. Uh, The kids excitedly rush up to let them know that they can get full-size candy bars up the street. Tommy uses his super speed for the first time, and the two ask Wanda if it's okay for them to run ahead. She says it's okay as long as they don't go past Ellis Avenue. Meanwhile, Monica, Darcy, and Jimmy sneak around the base and hack into the secure network to access data on how uh, sorry to access data on Hayward's devices they discover that Hayward has been holding off on being able to track people inside the hex including and specifically vision all right so why do we think Peter can't remember anything after Pietro got shot if they aren't the same character Uh, and what do you think Hayward is up to specifically tracking vision Justin
3: in regards to Uh, You know, him being a chump shot in the streets. I think that's Mm. either how she perceives it, how Wanda has perceived it. And that is a representation of her subconscious coming through.
2: She thinks her brother got shot like a chump.
3: That's such a mean (laughs) way to look at it.
2: That seems like, you know some cocky person going that's how you went out you know like <laughs> like a chump
3: yeah yeah maybe yeah i feel like i feel like it's more of like a, you know she he was shot in the streets like 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 he was nothing right more so than a, I i guess you know chump is is kind of like the derivative term of of what he uses to Demeaning. kind of yeah. yeah so so i guess but yeah i think it's more or less that that's a reflection of her subconscious though that's coming that's coming through in that dialogue um i think hayward is trying to weaponize What's left of vision, though? Um, yeah, I think we see that in the title of whatever this thing's called. Like, cat- cataract was it called? Cataract was the. Cataract. Was it? Yeah, you get cataract. So, so you know that's the cloudy sort of that affects your vision sort of mentality, oh, right? Yeah. True. So it's like you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. So <laughs> um, I feel like there's some sort of uh, obvious weaponization of of him on on. A, I think more on a intergalactical thing like maybe embedding him in satellites embedding him in things that can you know because they he does say that they're looking at nanotech and other forms of of technology other than just uh, human uh, space exploration
0: Um, so I think that that kind of
3: ties in with that as
0: well I mean Justin that makes so much sense because I was thinking I was thinking about how Hayward it just we were just talking about how much he he seems to have a huge disdain for Captain Marvel Mm. and her whole thing is well, I'm not here for you earthlings because there's so many other you know, people in the galaxy. There's so many other beings in the galaxy that I, I need to protect and I need to be, be with. And so maybe maybe he he hates her for that and he's trying to create this sort of galactic weapon hmm. to go up against some of those galactic enemies that he kind of mentions I think in the in the first episode while they're walking, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to point out and see if anybody else noticed the movies that we're playing yeah. in the
3: yes. theater. Yeah, Big the Incredibles time. and uh, Parent the Trap. Parent was it? Trap. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, and so that's like '98 for the Parent Trap and 2004 for the Incredibles. So yeah, it's almost years. telling us that's kind of the the gap that we're in yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And but you yeah. know, Parent Trap's about reunited twins. Yes. The Incredibles about a superhero Your family, family. Yeah. a <laughs> fantastic superhero family.
0: Oh, and I like, see. You think they're gonna Fantastic uh, But fantastic? Is four? No, I'm just gonna get that in there every chance I can. <laughs> but no, but like it's it's you know, is it a nod to how people are trapped in the hex, or is it, or is it foreshadowing for how Wanda and Vision are parents who are going to be trapped in some way? Dude, maybe Lindsay Lohan is gonna show up. Oh God. <laughs> So we cut back to Vision continuing his investigation further and further into the outskirts uh, of town where everyone is frozen in place. He attempts and fails to communicate with one of the townsfolks and then proceeds to fly into the sky to get a better look. Uh, he sees a lone vehicle at the crossroads of Rolling Hill Drive and Ellis Avenue. He flies down to discover Agnes, dressed as a witch, in the car, also in a petrified state. He reached out uh, he reaches out and touches her temple and unearths her suppressed personality she gasps back to life and recognizes him as vision one of the Avengers he tells her he is vision but asks what's an avenger <laughs> to which Agnes responds asking if he's dead perplexed he asks her why he would he she would ask him that and he informs or she informs him that it's because he is dead uh, and after some maniacal cackling witch laughter <laughs> he puts her back under Wanda's spell and tells her, He will fix this. Okay, so 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 much from this scene makes me wonder if Agnes is really the baddie we got to watch out for. I mean, she's definitely Agatha Harkness, right? She's dressed as a freaking witch. What did you guys think of this exchange?
2: See, I think that when he snapped her out and she seems genuinely scared and confused, it almost makes me think that she isn't who we've thought she is this whole time. And she's just been a giant red herring you know distracting us from the actual sort of bad guy that's Maybe. how i read that moment you yeah. know when other people get snapped out there, who they were before getting trapped in the hex and she so either she's playing along really well to keep vision guessing or she it has just been they've just been t- fooling us this whole time
3: so i have a quick little theory i want to swing by you guys i noticed in the last two episodes this one in and the the 80s 90s version from last week, she wasn't wearing her locket. And I thought that was strange. Uh, but then, you know, in that episode last week, we get, you know, Pietro's coming back and he's the Quicksilver. And, and now there's all these suspicions that he might be Mephisto. I feel like Mephisto might have relinquished his power or his hold off of Agnes, and which was manifested into that locket and has now asserted himself as something a little bit more affirmative Interesting for
0: Wanda to kind of connect with. I mean it's interesting right cuz the only thing the only thing that weirds me out about it though is none of the other townsfolk had the ability to talk when they're in that petrified state whereas she she still did and to your point Justin the moment that she comes to and she gasps for air yeah of course reaching for your chest would be like a natural you know thing to do when somebody's gasping for air but also that's where that locket is and so maybe she was checking to see uh, is it on me am i am i am i still in it right to your point and that I love that idea. I love that idea that now, since we've gotten that's like that's a great call out. since we've gotten him back, um, maybe maybe he doesn't need to be in that locket anymore. huh?
1: Or my opinion is that possibly she was initially part of the situation, like I've heard on previous podcasts of yours um, <laughs> that uh, Agatha Hartness uh, in the comics, she helps Wanda in some aspect. So mm-hmm. possibly she was helping Wanda get over her grief or figure out a way to assist her in uh, getting over her grief. But then all of Mephisto stuff gets too big for her as well. So yeah. Oh, I like that. all of a sudden she has no control over it anymore, where at the beginning she was handling things herself.
0: Mm. Um, so she truly is a good character then.
1: Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then to also go back to the whole, um, like, vision, seeing the way the town is um, in the distance and noticing that everyone's sort of, like, not moving at all. Or, um, as in video games, NPCs do the same thing over and over again.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: you know, he's seeing that there is something wrong because, I mean, if you do have extras in a TV show, when they're not on TV, what are, what are they doing? in that world, not doing anything. So um, I thought that was a really interesting call to like what a TV show would be like in real life. That, you know, the people in the background don't do anything when they're not being shown.
2: Oh, 100%. And I just, uh, I thought this was what they did so well with this episode was, as I said off the top, it wasn't like 30 seconds of breaking the, 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 the sort of fake facade And then going back to normal. This whole episode felt off. And as you're seeing, like, this poor woman earlier on trying to string up the decoration and the tear running down her face. And then all these people, like, suddenly being looking right at Vision but still not moving or saying anything. But there's quirky sitcom music in the background. You know, her and Pietro in the the scene, a couple scenes earlier, are having this very, like, you know, important conversation about what's going on. But there's quirky sitcom music in the back and instead of music that would fit the mo- uh, the mode. And so I just thought that was such a fun way to blend, you know, your stereotypical sitcom situation with some really, like, disturbing stuff. I just thought it was really well done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then we get back to our sneaky crew outside the Hex to see Monica uh, getting a text and she mentions that her way back into the hex will be there in an hour. And Darcy lets her know she can't do that anymore uh, because she's gone through it twice already. And that has caused her cells to be rewritten on a molecular level mm. twice. Mm. Monica disregards her advice, and uh, and they agree that Monica is going to go back anyways. Um, so Darcy decides to stay back and continue hacking into Hayward's files all right so this has to be confirmation that the hex is creating mutants right and if that's the case is monica the first official mutant of the mcu if peter isn't okay um i I just i i need to know guys Uh, you know what do you guys think
3: i i think it's a red herring again like i think it's like it's that idea that like is her hex causing mutation because especially just again how passive monica was at hearing about about all this information about her DNA being changed and stuff yeah. like that, I think yeah. this is a conversation that's already happened with her that she just does not want to deal with. So if the hex is enhancing it and bringing it more to the forefront, then that's oh, going to be see. the revelation rather than you know her knowing, you know, what's inside like I, I just don't I think she already knows what's what's going on in her or that there's some sort of
0: uniqueness to her. Nate, um, weren't you
1: the one who pointed out that she like plows through that guy after coming back?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. No, I get that, and I'm not saying that the hex is causing her to become um, a mutant. But the fact that it's enhancing her powers—I sure. mean, what is it doing to the people? Like, what is it going to do to Darcy? Like, people—people people are liking the—you know—her character more and more throughout the series. Mm. Are they setting her up to potentially be a a mutant? Um, I just think that would be really Darcy, cool if this is how they bring it in. Are you, yeah, Darcy, Darcy Lewis? Uh, okay. Uh, not Darcy Hudson. I, no, no. I know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, I, I just think though that, like, I think that it's it's to say that her her powers could could cause a mutation sure but i don't know if like saying that the hex is going to justify mutants i don't know if i dig that like i don't know if i i I, i'm I'm into that idea of like the hex and everyone in that new jersey bubble are going to become mutants do you know what i mean just all a
0: bunch of new jersey mutants yeah (laughs) Yeah, they already did a show about that it's called jersey shore (laughs) 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 absolutely absolutely um, I also wanted to just quickly jump in with a, um, you know, regarding that moment that Monica receives the text and she looks down and she's super excited. Um, we actually have a writing question and this one, you know, we all can answer, but this is directly, um, specifically directed uh, at Megan, um, as we kind of already answered this question, I think, from our, for our opinion. Uh, this question comes from filmmaker and friend of the show, Luke Trottier, uh, who writes in just like you can and asks... On the Lights, Camera, Barstool podcast, Paul Bettany, who plays Vision, said, I worked with this actor that I've always wanted to work with. We have fireworks together. The scenes are great, and I think people will really be excited. Uh, I've always wanted to work with this guy, and the scenes are pretty intense. Uh, So, Megan, uh, Luke's wondering who the heck is Paul Bettany talking about here, and do you think it's an MCU character we've seen before?
1: I have a sneaky suspicion that, and I mm-hmm. also did listen to your podcast from last week, so I heard mm-hmm. everybody else's uh, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> guesses, um, but I I would have to agree with the fact that it's got to be somebody, uh, number one, a British actor, because Paul Bettany's uh, English, yeah, and an actor who, you know, brings the bravado along with his name. And I think that would be one Ian McKellen. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I really yeah. think that this, I want is, it to be.
1: this is Magneto's, you know, uh, resurgence into the Marvel universe.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: I would love it. So last week we talked about this in great length, as as, as you were mentioning, Meg. And uh, this week I did some, some digging because I wanted to try to, you know, create all these dots. Um, it's clearly an actor that he hasn't worked with. And unfortunately, Ian McKellar no. is someone that he has worked with because I completely <laughs> oh, forgot no. that they were in Da Vinci Code together.
1: Oh. Um, and they
3: did scenes together. Okay, I was uh, gonna okay. ask. Okay,
1: well yeah. then, has so, he ever worked with Sir Patrick Stewart?
3: He has not. Okay. The only thing is, is that I they were um, during the Super Bowl they ran some pretty heavy ads with with uh, Jean Jean Luc Bacard or Patrick Stewart being the poster boy for Paramount's new streaming platform. <laughs> I'm wondering if if that might have any hinder on on bringing him from trying to mm-hmm. acquire him to bring him back for for that role, but it, it has to. To your point, Meg, it has to be someone that is a you know a a, a you know starlight actor that is just okay. generations
0: right. So yeah. has he worked with Fassbender before? He has not. <gasps> let's go let's go that's the let's just bring them in because they i love them and oh please just bring them in and reset the whole thing and Mm, get rid of some people i love that i love though that that this show is allowing them to potentially do that to 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 pick and choose but
3: going off of what elizabeth olsen has said about it being a luke skywalker level you know internet breaking cameo moment and the finale you know, I don't. I don't know if if bringing in Fazbender is going to do that, right? Because you've already brought in Evan Peters. you know Quicksilver?
0: Yeah, but that's Evan Peters. Like no offense I to Evan Peters. I guess but...
3: I guess it's just a little bit more affirmative. The the, the the reality is too is that I don't know if this is going to be it. it just as one last thing before we move on from it, but you know, everyone's thinking Doctor Strange is going to be a stinger in this in some capacity because it leads into Multiverse of Madness. Paul Bettany and and. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch have only started a movie together outside. They haven't actually done scenes together in the MCU. Okay, so maybe,
0: maybe, maybe
1: I, I have another theory of uh, a character being shown, but I'm going to hold that off for the end when we, you know, Okay. okay. Our All right. Right. okay. I
0: like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much, Luke, for writing in. Uh, and thank you so much for your question. And, and uh, we'll, let, we'll let all the other listeners know how they can write in, maybe at the end of the show. We cut back to Wanda and Peter with the kids at the town square. Uh, and Peter mentions how Westviews, New Jersey is, as you mentioned, uh, Kevin, charming as hell. Uh, and proceeds to ask Wanda where she was keeping all these kids up until now. She questions the, morali- uh, the morality of it all when Peter says he's impressed. And uh, he asks her how Wanda even accomplished all this. She says she doesn't know how she created Westview and only remembers endless nothingness. After that line, she turns back to see the undead body uh, of a bullet-filled Peter. It was very jarring. Uh, meanwhile, Darcy notices Vision is breaching the hex and runs out to see him confronted by sword while being ripped apart as pieces of him fly back into the hex. Billy uses his power for the first time and hears his dad in pain and, and runs to Wanda to let her know what he's hearing. He mentions he sees soldiers and that he they think he's dying. Wanda displays her power in full effect as she pauses everything in the hex, and the hex begins to expand. It manages to pull in Vision, Darcy and the entire SHIELD base, turning them into a circus. Hayward seems to escape for now, as well as Monica and Jimmy, as they drive away from the now massive red glow that encapsulates even more of New Jersey. Wow! Like what?
1: What a moment! Right? (laughs) Like exactly right,
0: (laughs) dude. Okay, we'll we'll get to it. I I need your reactions. I need to know. You know how do how do you you know do do you really think that Peter is Peter as we've been talking about in this in this moment? He kind of reveals even more. Are you excited to see Darcy in the hex? Uh, J- Megan go. Okay,
1: so I first off, we'll start from the very beginning of that massive chunk that you just described <laughs> to us. Um yeah. when Pietro was talking about how he's like impressed with what she's done and she's not just like creating or giving people nightmares and shooting red wiggly woos out of her fingers. I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, I completely forgot that at the beginning or I guess it's the middle-ish of Age of Ultron, she Manipulates what all of the Avengers can see and feel and yeah. think, so sh- she's doing it on this like magnificent scale now, mm-hmm.
3: and, and that's yeah. actually what she did to Tony right at the beginning, right? Yeah, like she, okay. She the put the idea of of the fear of losing the heroes and and losing the world, right? Like she she festered that into him to make him build Ultron. Go
2: ahead, yeah. Well, and there's just. So much going on in this in this one scene between the dialogue and then seeing what she can do um, that shows that she's not necessarily running the show. She's maybe running the show, but she didn't, you know, green light the project, if you will. And, <laughs> and but it, and it's and it's also how is she yeah. so much more powerful now since she was in that first you know appearance where she could barely control four of the Avengers and now she's basically got this entire city under her control, right? So who's helping her be so powerful?
3: Well, and, and that's just it, right? You know, the fact that he's impressed that she's grown this much and that she think it's almost like it's a father figure to her more so like wow look at like look at what you've been able to do like you've grown so much like you know mm. or maybe a mentor maybe less of the father but like a mentor sort of uh, mentality I also think it's very very apparent that you know I love how he breaks down what's happening in the scene like he is obviously playing his role as he's as he said in previous scenes he's doing his part what he's been asked to do
0: Right. There's there's a um a throwaway line that he gives where he as you said he's describing what he's there to do and he's like you know here to give my my sister grief or whatever right and it's like yeah like legit he's he's festering her grief right and that's crazy. Um and and just his whole outfit look look like I get it he's he's you know he's quicksilver he's got the hair that goes back but if you look at him straight on those are devil horns, dude. Uh, you're, devil you're trying horns. so no, hard because you said it not, last dude. week; it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought everything in this last sort of ten minute chunk uh, of the episode was so well paced, and so like how it weaved from from moment to moment so flawlessly, mm-hmm. and then eventually bringing these characters. And I just oh, it was yeah. so well and, done, and also was-
3: seeing Vision reach the boundaries. You know, we, it, this is an affirmation for us now as we've discussed in other episodes Vision cannot live outside of the confines of the hex um, mm-hmm. and, and you know which is what in, inevitably sparked her to push the boundaries and you know grow the hex out of that thing um, <laughs> she, she <had> so <laughs> yeah,
0: you, get, you get one time
3: you can't do it again that's it <laughs> um, but yeah I think it's uh, I think it's interesting to show that uh, she is in control but to Kevin's point who's the network head that greenlit this project and gave her these capabilities that's the bigger question right so mm. uh, yeah.
1: that that red fire behind her eyes mm. who could it be
0: that's a good I mean, question. I, her powers have always kind of had that red look to them. Right. But, but, but to your point, Megan, ever done that? I, I believe they do it whenever oh, she okay. kind of uses her powers, but yeah, especially but, again, if she's angry or in, in duress. Yeah. But did you see the face in her eyes? No, I didn't see a no. face in eyes. Yeah. We'll look back. We'll look back. <laughs> okay. okay. Maybe, watch maybe
3: I'm just tripping, but like, I mean, yeah. I was just tripping, but like, I, I feel like, I feel like there was, there was this significance for just, you know, obviously like her eyes open and you see it and, and we know it's her, but they linger on that shot. So. Yeah,
0: I, it's definitely Mephisto in her eyes. Okay, um, <laughs> Justin, you had brought up Vision
2: and and him going through this the 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 hex and and you know we see him dematerializing almost, uh, and it was just so reminiscent of the scene in Infinity War when Wanda is ripping the the Mind oh, Stone. Yeah. You know, he's almost in the same pose, the capes flapping and, and you know, so both instances it's to do with Wanda's magic that, you know, he's in this sort of suffering agony. Uh, just really quickly on top of that, I just love how even though he's he's willing to die, if it means he can get the message out that the people inside... Uh, need to be saved which is just very quintessential vision you know he's 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 still worthy of Mjolnir if you will you know yes yeah
3: exactly and I think the other thing that stood out to me in those scenes is as he's disintegrating is everything on his body was melting but that mind stone was staying pretty strong you know I'm wondering if if this what we're really dealing with here is her Having recreated the mind stone, going back to Darcy's theory of, of, uh, from, from previous episode of The Watch Club, where, you know, he talks about the possibility of, of her rebuilding it. She is made from it. You know, maybe people have helped her to recreate this, um, I, I don't know. There, there was just something interesting about the fact that his body was 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 disintegrating, but that mind stone was staying pretty bright. So I
2: think maybe just because it hadn't gotten there yet. If only because when we see him dead in episode three or four, whatever it is, he's missing it. He's got the hole there where it was, right? So I don't think it's necessarily back. I don't know, maybe, but
3: yeah. No, I I also said I was theorizing too that maybe, uh, you know, in that episode, it's non-existent. You know, he he actually is just walking around dead, which kind of also goes back to the thing I said about you know at the end of the last episode, Pietro saying, you know, who's who's the popsicle, right? And right. I, I took that as a connotation of like who's the dead guy, right? Because popsicle dead guy, that's usually referred to. Well, and then he <laughs> yeah. does
2: mention that he knows he's dead. So
3: yeah, so I'm I'm wondering, like, in many cases, like obviously, as Nate was talking about, like Pietro knows Pietro knows more than than you know. He thinks he does,
0: all right? Yeah, because even he when does. he's even when he's saying he's so impressed with what she's done, he's talking about how like, yeah, they all have similar lives to how they had before. You're keeping the families together and all this stuff. And it's like, Pietro wouldn't know that stuff. Like he wouldn't know that the families like were the same family. Like he wouldn't know any of that. So this is not it's not him. He knows and it makes much. me sad because I really wanted it to be. <laughs> I wanted it to be I wanted it to be the X Men, you know, Evan Peters, um, Peter. But I guess not.
1: It's a good way for Marvel to throw us off though. <laughs> well,
3: you know? I think it's so smart.
1: If they if yeah. they so
3: if, if they have inevitably casted him as as just a piece of Mephisto, like that was yeah. his only like
0: so smart for them to do that. Oh, it's so good. Cuz then they tricked us and they tricked Wanda.
2: See, <laughs> but I, I like Evan Peters, so I'd like him sure. to stick around as Mephisto then. You know what yeah, I mean? That would be cool. Like, well, yeah. but that, and that would be yeah.
3: great. I think I think that would be really cool, is if, if they actually casted him as Mephisto, and yeah. they said, well, because you've already been... Quicksilver and we're gonna do a whole bunch of digital stuff to make you look not like yourself as Mephisto. Why don't you, you know, sub in as this, you know, broken multiverse version of Oh, that's so much you know I mean? fun. So who knows? Who knows? We'll 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 hopefully get these answers um, you know, in future episodes. So we'll see.
0: No, yeah, I, I really want to see more Evan Peters for sure. Yes, uh, but guys, after last week's incredible reveal ending, uh, with some of us claiming it to be the the best of the series so far, I'm really interested to see how does this one rank for you guys. Uh, I'd love to hear your final thoughts on the episode and your final score, which is going to be uh, on a rank of one to five, impossible to open yo magic yogurt cups. Uh, so Megan, let's 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 start with your final thoughts and your uh, your 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 final rank.
1: Yeah, I, I like I said at the beginning of the, the show, I this episode is probably f- has far exceeded the other episodes uh, strictly because I love this era of television, but also yeah. how they've seamlessly melded the two, like the hex world and the real world, and yeah. those going back and forth, uh, throughout like how Kevin was saying to your point uh, with, even in the hex. They're doing the sitcom, but they're also seamlessly going into that weird stuff, and it's on a consistent basis. So all theme-wise, this episode was definitely my favorite. And I do truly think this one is the one I noticed the most in when it comes to hints and Easter eggs and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to start off strong and give this one a big ol' 5 out of 5 Yo! Magic Yogurts.
0: All right. I loved it. There we go. No one's going to die on an island uh, as far as Megan is concerned. (laughs) (laughs) Justin, your thoughts.
3: Um, yeah, I think as I was saying in the, at the top of the show, this episode did a really good job with um, establishing new mysteries moving forward with the remaining episodes of the season. Uh, and also just ironing out a couple details. Um, but I think this is like, you know, after the f- last five episodes and getting that big reveal, as you mentioned in the last episode, I think this was kind of like that another little dip point, And we're going to get into a, a new trajectory into this this finale um, of of unraveling what is going on um so because of that i think i'll probably give it a little bit of a lesser score but not by much the, the my scores for this this series though thus far haven't really gone past a four right i think i, I think the lowest i've given is a 4.2 i think i'd give this about that uh, in terms of like interest um so 4.2 yo magic yogurt cups um yeah out of out of five
0: is what i'm giving Amazing. this episode All right, Kevin, a shark has just jumped onto your island. He's about to hand you how many yogurt I'm dying because
2: I don't like yogurt, so I'm toast. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, But in terms of the episode, uh, I loved it uh, even just strictly because the Halloween special is such a staple of of tv especially starting yep. in like the 90s um and you know you've got shows more recently like brooklyn Nine and and modern family that just have their perennial halloween episode and so um i'm always on board for a, a, a fun tease like that and i just thought they did this one so well in that it looked like a typical 2000-era, you know, trick-or-treating at, like, what, 5.15 in the afternoon for some reason? Why are they <laughs> yeah. always out so early in TV shows? Anyways, yeah. um, but it was still getting giving us that storytelling and creepiness but disguised as that typical episode. And I just thought that was so well done. And while there wasn't necessarily a huge reveal, they can't be expected to do that every week. And I almost think it would be unfair to judge them or the episode just by saying, Well, I mean, last week we got the the Pietro reveal. Why didn't they yeah. give us another one this week? And I think they almost are pacing it well in that like for that last half, I was like, Are we gonna see who Monica's meeting? Are we gonna see who Monica's meeting? And yet so much happened, and we didn't even get there, and I wasn't unhappy about it. And so I think that's a job well done. Uh, Again, this is another super strong episode. Megan, you said it, like, now this is really into the territory of TV that I love, too, so I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, So I'm going to give this a solid 4.6 impossible-to-open Yo Magic yogurt cups out of 5.
0: Nailed it. Well
1: done remembering (laughs) that. I did not.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It doesn't help that I make them uh, them in, as impossible to say as it is to open getting uh, a Yo Magic <laughs> Yogurt cup, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I like. I'm going to echo pretty much everything you guys are saying, right? Like, um, I I said at the top of the show how I had a ton of theories, and this just flips them on their head. Um, I thought we were going to get less and less inside the hex, and, and after this episode, clearly that isn't the case because uh, we're going into it more. Um, but I I, I do. I, I love how this episode sort of it noticed how the outside the hex scenes were maybe getting a little bit thin and and maybe even a little too comfortable sort of um, so they just removed sword the sword base from the equation uh, and I, I love the final act of this episode jumping from character to character like like I said like it reminded me of some of the final, moments of a great game of thrones episode, right? Where you've got all the separate characters uh and how they all come together for this one kind of game-changing event. Um this episode nails everything for me. Again, you guys mentioned the 90s Halloween uh episode, the nineties in general, um, I definitely connect with a little bit more. Um and I feel like the the scenes inside or sorry, outside the hex, like the action spy thriller moments, uh were really, really done as well as well. Um I enjoyed it more than last week's episode, which is about the only prediction that I've gotten right so far. Uh, so so looking back at that episode, given that I gave it a five, I, I might actually lower that down to a 4.5. Um, and for this one, I am going to give it five out of five impossible to open Yo Magic Yogurt Cups. What
2: are you... That, what are you- are you the Wanda of this podcast? You can just write the rules as you it. go along. Yeah, absolutely, Kevin.
0: I'm going to tilt my head right now and uh, and all right, guys. So that's the Geekcentric podcast. Thank you so much for joining. We are Geekcentric, and you can be too. And um, no, you know what? I just I honestly looking back at it, I think I was just so hyped of the the last minute of that of that episode, and I think this one, you know, watching it a few times and going back on it, it's. It, throughout the whole episode, I sort of felt the way I did for the last 10 minutes of, yeah, of the Yeah, that's the kind of what
2: episode. I was getting at. Like, yeah. I saw so much of, you know, people's reactions once I finally saw the episode. And it was, oh, I don't know, that wasn't as good as last week. Or I don't know, I didn't like that as much. And and I'm just wondering if, you know, they're viewing it unfairly because there wasn't necessarily a big reveal. But so exactly. much happened in this one that, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just they're giving it different things to be happy and excited about in different episodes
3: yeah and it's it's setting up it's it's also setting up new things right like i think the one thing that i will say is in terms of like everything that this episode does really well it hooks you into the mystery right so
0: absolutely well sometimes when i'm you know hanging off a cliff and i uh, you know, I want to know well how far down is the drop, right? And so, part of that is uh, predicting how you're going to fall. So, what predictions do you have for where you think uh, we're going to go? Maybe in the next episode or for the series overall. Uh, this is a segment called "What's the Vision." Um, so, Kevin, we're going to start with yourself here. What's the vision? I I almost agree with you that we're going to get more in the hacks, but
2: I think with you know vision seemingly out of the the sort of Uh, mind control right like he's fully aware of what's going on we've got the pietro mephisto who the heck is he who's completely aware of what's going on um you know is darcy going to be able to come in and translate the knowledge she had on the outside to the inside um like i just don't know if we're going to get the sitcom aspect beyond next week because you know next week will be the 2010s with the obvious modern family uh maybe hopefully a little office somehow that would be just incredible um but what what are they going to do shows from the 2020s like there's there's not much what are we, succession uh you know um so i just think i just think the sitcom aspect the reality sort of bending hiding aspect of it will be gone by the end of next episode and it will be a reality based in the hex, but that's about all I've got. I have no idea where they're going with so much and that's what makes it so enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Justin, do you have anything? Yeah, I think
3: um, I don't have predictions. I I think I'm done with predicting. Um, I, I, I I like theorizing about what they might be hinting at, but I don't know if I'm... I can really predict. Cause, and, and to Kevin's point, that's the beauty of this show. It doesn't matter what you predict, it, they're, they're just going to turn it upside down. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to put this out there. I think that uh, the aerospace engineer, um, I think mm-hmm. Riri Williams could be introduced to introduce Ironheart or uh, Talos' daughter. From uh, Captain right, Marvel. Right, you were saying. Yeah, yeah, that it could be a Skrull character who is working that would with be sword so cool. or is working in uh, some capacity because she's obviously like when we last saw uh, Monica Rambo and Captain Marvel, they were together, um, you know, as kids. So who knows what, what could happen there. Um, but yeah, I still think that the big cameo for the finale is going to be. It's gonna be epic, right? So I don't know. Absolutely, I'm, I'm gonna still put it out there that I hope it's Ian McAllen, even though it's probably so. it probably won't be. But uh, yeah, I think that's all, really.
0: Now, Megan, you said earlier that you had some epic predictions that you wanted to make. Before I throw it to you, uh, I'll just quickly say my piece on on a theory here. I, I have no idea. Like Kevin, honestly, I'm just I'm so reluctant to 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 say anything cuz i know it's probably not going to be right but um but i wanted to throw out something fun here i think we're going to see a reluctant team up with monica and hayward like i think they're going to kind of they have to work together i think they're outside the hex and they have to figure it out um and i'm hoping we get more like actual flashbacks um and then as far as inside the hex i think what if we i think it'd be cool if we see um darcy in the 2000s episode within the hex um, as she's kind of maybe like the 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 older girl at the mall who works at the mall, and Billy's kind of got like a little crush on her, and Tommy makes fun of him because he isn't old enough, and then maybe that's what causes the twins to age up again to their to that age. Well, that's interesting. Um, so that we get them for like the final two episodes. I think that would be really. I don't know. I just I've, I've I've rewatched some Modern Family, and there's that Manny episode where he sees that girl in the mall, and he he writes that poem for her. Um, so I don't know. That could be, that could be kind of cool.
2: Uh well, just leapfrogging off of you and and bringing back Modern Family. I'm I'm very excited to see what the intro is going to be. You know, if you get the bow, bow, boom, bop, doo, ba, um, or if maybe you get an office-inspired one, right? And you've got you know hand cam, shaky cam, uh, you know, driving through Westview and you know all the people doing their thing and stuff. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But I'm always excited for the opening uh,
0: title sequences for sure. All right, guys. I, like, <laughs> Mephisto is all around me. I'm burning up. I need to know. Megan, what is this uh, What is this crazy theory you got? I want you to... Let, let's hear it.
1: Okay. So, this is not my theory that I created. Somebody okay. showed it to me, and I flipped out, and immediately okay. was like, I'm writing this down, and I'm going to say it on the podcast tonight, because this <laughs> is insane. And I don't know if it's true, but what? how crazy would it be if it was? Um, basically somebody realized that in the avengers assemble animated series ultron disguises himself as a like frustrated annoyed director and turns vision into a weapon
0: oh
3: okay so you think you think Hayward's uh Ultron? Ultron?
2: <laughs> Whoa. See, I dig that, that. That'd that be awesome because they haven't alluded to it at all, so that would be out of left field. Oh. But would fi- would f- perfectly fit the
0: context of the characters in the show and yeah and even even his like what he wants to do with vision like he's trying to like maybe he's trying to rebuild
1: specifically too right part
0: of himself even yeah because he's 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 built from vision i would go one step
3: further and say that that ultron could exist you could bring back ultron i love that theory and hayward is in some ways working to get him back up and running with what he's looking for oh, from vision. So then, in
1: turn, what if the huge actor? Though I don't know if this works properly because I don't know how they did the uh, CGI. But what if the huge actor that Paul Bettany wants to work with is James Spader?
3: That was that was also debunked. A lot of people. Oh, had dang that. it! And they said, <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Yeah. But I think that uh. that's a great. I honestly don't think that there was enough done with that character. And and for the length that he sticks around, Ultron sticks around in the comic books, and like how integral he is. Um,
0: I think he. I think that there's there's potential for a story like that. That would be amazing. Crazy, I like crazy. that so much more than my dad's theory that Wanda is Ultron. But
1: <laughs> I oh, fantastic. fantastic! That's so Ultron. funny.
0: That's so funny though that your <laughs> yeah. dad predicted somehow he Ultron. Was so like, yeah. <laughs> he was so close. Yeah, he was so close. And um, then I do
1: have one more um, exciting yeah. piece of news to share with everybody if you haven't seen oh, yet.
0: Breaking news.
1: Um, as stated by the Kevin Feige. The last three episodes of WandaVision will be one hour each.
2: Oh. What? Oh, get ready for some no. two-hour podcasts.
0: <laughs> uh, that's awesome, though. That's Honestly, that makes me feel like they've got so much more story to tell. Um, that is so cool. Oh. I can't wait. But uh, Megan, thank you for, for wrapping up that, uh, that beautiful bit of news for us. Oh, yeah. um, and That was the best of. What's the Vision segment we've ever had. We got a great <laughs> prediction
2: and, and wicked breaking some news. Some that amazing was amazing. Uh,
1: information at the, <laughs> you know, the yeah, best absolutely.
0: moment. <laughs> yeah. um, but just before we, we really kind of send this thing off uh, into the multiverse, uh, Megan, why don't you take a moment to let the people know where they can find your work and all of your beautiful digital creations?
1: Yes, of course. Um, very easily, you can follow me over at uh, MeganClara.Draws on Instagram. I also have my digital portfolio, which is a work in progress at the moment, um, that can be found on procreate.art slash MeganClaraDraws. Oh, And sweet. also, if you like what you see and you maybe want to add a little character to your walls, <laughs> you can check out my imprint <laughs> shop. Spelt, I N P R N T. So no second I. Um, I add new prints there every month that have never been shared before. So very cool, sweet. In my bio on Instagram, I don't really want to say the whole. (laughs) Oh yeah, we'll
3: put the links. We'll put the links in our description so (gasps) our listeners can check it out and and check out your stuff and see what you're all about
0: yeah and give her a like give her a follow she's insanely talented like she's it's just getting better and better it's like this show it's like wandavision it just keeps getting better and better so uh, i'm hoping we get to see some maybe more marvel uh art maybe inspired by some of these things that you've been watching so very very cool Um, Well, guys, that is it. We hope you enjoyed this week's spooktacular episode of Watch Club. Uh, And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Tune in next week to hear our thoughts on episode seven, uh, where we'll have even more to discuss and yet another special guest from a different time zone and maybe even a different dimension. Find out next time who it might be. Also, uh, if you don't know, we have more than just Watch Club. We also have our regular episodes of the Geekcentric Podcast, uh, with our latest episode out now focusing on the latest trailers from the Super Bowl, uh, as well as we, you know, you, you can hear us give our pitch for an MCU version of the Fantastic Four. Uh, and I promise you, mine makes a ton of sense. So go listen to it. It's awesome. It's the best one. Uh <laughs> So give that a listen and make sure to leave it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please. We are we are really trying to get those podcast reviews up there. Uh, have your friends do it, you know, grab their phones and just be like, I'm just going to borrow that for a second and then give us a five-star review. It doesn't matter. Um, so thank you so much, Justin, Kevin, and Megan. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Watch Club. And uh, and as we say, WandaVision.